Awesome. Okay. All right. We are recording? Yes. Yes. All right. Sinking in. This one's for you, Aaron. Two. <laughs> three. <gasps> one. Two. One. Six. Six. I think we have I mean, technically, as long as we say three, two, one, we don't have to say it at the same time. That's the point of a sink. Oh, <laughs> we have to try to say it at the same time. All right. All right. Clay, well, lead us. I'm sorry, Aaron, that that one was for you and it was so terrible. Welcome back to the Fascinating Podcast. I am Kathy Kong. I'm Matt Michelotis. And I am Clay Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Had to think about it, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I was I was thrown because it wasn't Matt Vacate Alotis or Oh well, you know. I, I like to keep people guessing. This is episode 297, in case you were wondering. <laughs> and on today's episode, we're gonna be talking some about travel. And, uh, but first, but first, we have a travel-related story about why you didn't hear Jr. Travelistorus saying anything. Uh, I get a little note from Jr. He and Amanda, his wife, are meant to go on a trip overseas, and when Jr. went to check into his overseas flight, to Belize, overseas to Belize. Yes, he went to check into his flight. He sent in the picture of his passport, and they sent a note back saying, <gasps> we need a valid passport. Oh, And he no. was like, what are you talking about? Mm. And his passport had expired during the pandemic. Oh, no. Well, actually, I have breaking news updates. So because, oh, okay. oh. Of, because of this fiasco, and now, you know, Amanda graduated from her master's program. So it was part celebration. It was birthday celebration. This is a big fun trip they were going to take. And uh, because this happened, we ended up getting to see them over the weekend because they suddenly weren't in Belize. They were here in Dallas and uh, Jen had a birthday. So we got to hang out and JR was telling the story. And I, like you, Matt thought, well, these things would happen during COVID, you know, who's paying attention to passports and stuff. Uh, well, it turned out it expired in 2019. Oh! <laughs> and I don't know if anybody is aware of JR's <laughs> legendary interactions with customer service units. Oh, man. Or TSA. <laughs> yeah. When JR decides to light up a customer service, I mean, it's warranted every time. But, like, he reaches a point where his patience is, <laughs> is, is, is at an end, right? And it's time to be very assertive. And so he's on the app trying to check in and it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And he's just thinking this technology is stupid. And so he go, he gets home. Now he's like not checked in when he wanted to. And he opens up the laptop. He goes in a different way. And it's like, your passport is expired. And as only JR could tell the story. He's like, my passport's not expired. Oh my god! <laughs> so, oh man. I mean, they were at the point feeling. of checking in, horrible and then feeling. realized, yeah, they were meant to leave in the morning. Yeah, so they so called an audible. We'll let Jr. tell the full story when he gets back. But they basically they rescheduled. They like quickly rescheduled some things, oh and they're gosh. on vacation in the United States now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and Jr. being Jr., he felt bad, but was also like, "Well, these things happen." Instead of having crippling guilt about it for years to come. 
Yeah. So, Amanda said she will definitely be able to hold this one over him for quite some time. But he said, but she won't because she's too nice. <laughs> I think she's going to use it to get a dog. That's what she's. That's oh, really? Yeah. That's the plan. But she already she, has a JR to take care of. She said she wants a dog named Pasaporte. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll always remember. <laughs> oh. It's brutal, right, Kathy? Ooh. Oh, my God. Gosh. The worst feeling. Oh my gosh, it is the worst Kathy, feeling. Kathy, how would you feel if on the eve of your vacation, you found out through uh, an, an administrative oversight on Peter's part that the entire trip was canceled? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that face. That's bad. It's bad. But the reason why that would never happen is that those details are not left up to Peter. Ding, 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 ding. That's the first thing I said to Jen. I was like, this would literally never happen to us. She's like, right. I know. Right. <laughs> because, because I have control issues. <laughs> and also because during the pandemic, I did, for no reason, check the expiration date of our passports. In anticipation of one day dreaming about traveling there you go. to a place that would let us go there you with go. a passport. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the phone with JR and I was like, I got to go check my passport right now. <laughs> like I, I, I'm, I'm literally like, about to make a calendar reminder for apparently, let's see, five years from now. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, if you're at home and you haven't checked your passport lately, travel tip one. Take a tip from JR. <laughs> That's right, Jr. Well, and your passport before you fly. Ooh, rough. Oh, man. Well, we thought this week it would be fun to talk about uh, travel in general. So places we've been that we love, uh, travel during the pandemic, and how that has changed things, uh, and maybe upcoming trips. Uh, several, several of us, all three of us, have some sort of upcoming trip. Clay, do you have an upcoming trip? Uh, we're working on it. It's in a holding pattern. Um, until we have a little more clarity on schedule in the next few months. But, yep, we're working on something. And uh, I, I would say, when's the last time before, you know, to kick off this conversation, when's the last time that uh, you both actually traveled? Took a trip. Ha have you been able to get away since the pandemic? Yes. Yes. I yeah, it's funny because I'm watching a lot of my friends that they're like, I just took a trip to a restaurant. And it's like this really exciting moment. And I'm like, that is a really exciting moment, actually. Um, kind of, what, two months ago, maybe? I went to uh, San Diego for a uh, to read my audiobook for Journey to Love. So that was, that was pretty easy. Just a quick flight, you know. Uh, they were being really careful about social distancing on the plane. Like, no one's sitting by you. Uh, they're rearranging seats so people could have their own rows. Uh, there was no one at the airport. Like it was really nice, which is, is changing, which I guess is a good thing. But, uh, yeah, at that time it was really chill. And then I, t I actually flew to Santa Barbara to see Allie. And then I took the train from there down to San Diego. And it was like, I was on the train by myself. Like I felt very safe. Um, yeah, so that was, I can't remember exactly when, a couple months ago, though. Yeah, I know uh, Peter and I flew out to New York. It was a work thing for him, so we tacked on uh, two days, and I flew with him. 
And on that flight, all the seats were full. Oh. It was horrifying. Oh. It was horrifying. So but were you Peter sitting next and to I, a stranger with a cough like that? No, I was sitting next to Peter. Oh, that's good. And then a stranger. Okay. Um, and but we were double masked, and by then, you know, it it's standard. People aren't arguing about whether or not they're wearing a mask. Um, <laughs> it was right. So. All of those things. Uh, it wasn't as busy in the airport compared to, you know, the height of my traveling for work. It So it felt strange. You can get around a lot easier. Um, and then arriving in New York also felt really strange, too, because it just wasn't as busy. And then when you head out into the city in the middle of the day, it's still not nearly what I recall New York City to be. Um, and in New York City, it was very like it's people were just wearing masks. By and large, the majority of people outside while you're walking around were still masked. So um, that felt that felt fine. But the airplane part was a little weird. Yeah. Zoe, uh, when she flew home from college a little bit ago, she wasn't vaccinated yet. So she's fully vaccinated now. But she was getting on the plane, everyone has their masks, and there was one guy who wouldn't put a mask on, so they mm-hmm. weren't letting him on the plane. He's like, I'm vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. And Zoe said he pulled out a piece of printer paper that just had the sentence, this man has been vaccinated, on it. <laughs> and he showed him, see, look, I've been vaccinated. And they were like, sir, you're going to have to step aside and talk to us. So Zoe said he didn't get on the plane. They didn't let him on. Right. Well, it's federal law now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you won't put the mask on. But I'm like, you're going to not wear a mask at the expense of wrecking your trip, like yep. I guess, okay. There's been a no, there's been so many incidents. I mean, literally, a Southwest uh, flight attendant had a couple teeth knocked out yesterday. Oh my gosh! There's been Isn't like that three, crazy? three time more. So I, I've I've traveled recently a couple times for Mother's Day weekend, and then I had a quick day trip uh, a week or so before that. Um, having been vaccinated. Well, first of all, airplanes in general are are very safe because of the way they have their whatever their air, their circulation, their air filtration. Um, plane environments, even though it's a closed, are are not like closed rooms generally. Is that right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's <clears throat> there's That's actually what they say. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, the that, that appears to be is the lavatory. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I don't I don't go there. <laughs> I I, don't I do not there. go there. <laughs> I don't. Um, and so the flight attendants, uh, what, what you'll notice now is they are very, um, I mean, definitely the comedy routines are not what they used to be from Southwest, no. but they basically say like, look, this is, this is not our policy. This is federal law. You must wear a mask. If you do not wear a mask, you cannot fly with us. If we see you and, and it's not completely covering your mouth and your nose, we will talk to you. If we have to talk to you twice, three times, then there will be police officers waiting for you when we land. Like oh it, they, they are not messing oh around. Oh my god! If you and that will is not wear a mask. You will be provided a parachute. Yeah, and like we will, ban- <laughs> we, you will, you will not be allowed to fly on this airline. Like in the future, it is wow. Like they're just not playing, right? But wow. of course, all of these idiots are out there. Like, well, now you know we went from COVID not real morons to I'm vaccinated fools. Like just everybody wants to. Are they vaccinated? Well, I don't right. question yeah, the fool. It doesn't matter. But that's the question, right? People saying they're vaccinated. Just people who are completely inconsiderate and thoughtless of their fellow humans. And, like, if you want to fly, just 
put on the stupid mask. It's not like it's not yeah. the best feeling in the world. But yeah, it's it. I hear stories every day now about a lot of these incidents. Uh, but planes have been okay for the most part, as long as you're not around those kind of incidents. Um, Clay, didn't but, you guys? You guys did a little vacation during the pandemic, right? We did. What? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> what? So it sounds weird because we were like in complete isolation for like a year, right? Um, so Jen and I, I mean, life of privilege, we are part of this, I don't know what you call it. Vacation club doesn't really represent it, but basically it's like an international group uh, and there's a lot of resorts and it's kind of like one of these like 20 year deals. So we can go to various all-inclusive resorts, which is how we like to travel. We like to do expeditions and see historical stuff. But when we get away, we want to go sit on a beach and just eat food. And, um, and so we had just kind of like got established in this thing like months before COVID hit. And so, (laughs) you know, time was rolling on and, um, and the, the resorts, of course, like this is devastating in Mexico and the DR and all of these parts of the world is like devastating the tourism. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of the folks couldn't work. So the resorts began some of them to open up like 30% capacity. So we started watching like YouTube videos of people who were going and, you know, like what the precautions looked like. And we had been there before COVID. So then we were able to see like all the precautions they were taking and everything. And everybody was coming back saying like, it's remarkably safe and all this stuff. So we decided to do it, to sneak away and to get uh, a, a getaway in, in the DR. And it's amazing, right? Because all of the staff and everybody followed like all of the precautions um, and they were still taking temperature, you know, and doing all of those those things. But you were basically in a very, it was like a resort during the apocalypse. Like there was no one there. So like we walked around for a week and we're never like had to be close to other people, essentially. Yeah. Um, so we had a little getaway in paradise and it was, it was really wonderful. Uh, we flew home, by the way, our connecting flight came through North Carolina and we walked into that airport and it was just one of those moments where I think I lost like another 10% of my faith in humanity because oh, no. nobody oh, in the no. airport cared. And, no, I mean, what, now they, you're in like, like a, no one was wearing masks. No, or they had them all pulled down over their face. Literally Trump was there that night. He was doing a rally in Asheville or something. Oh. And so they held up all flights. So, th- so basically we were delayed by this Trump plane. Air force one was sitting on the tarmac and like all these people were like rushing over, like piling on each other without masks on to look at the plane. And I was Ew. just like, I never want to go to North Carolina again. Wow, interesting. Um, and we just got home. That was the only part of our trip that was bad. It was like as soon as we're back in America, <laughs> you know, North Carolina, Texas, like now you're in danger again. But the Dominican Republic was huh. amazing. Wow. Huh. I I don't get it. Like President Trump's been vaccinated. That's the thing. I keep like talking to. Some of some people yeah. who love Trump who are like, I'm never getting vaccinated. I'm like, yeah. isn't Trump super proud of his work on this? And he's been vaccinated. It's it. it. I'm just done trying to understand. Like it's yeah, I don't understand. nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah. And you know, my Wi-Fi has worked really well since I got vaccinated. Hmm. Mm. Your Wi-Fi. There you go. Yeah. My 5G chip. I did see recently and we don't need to, talk about this too much, but I did see recently that uh, one of the potential side effects of uh, COVID is erectile dysfunction and shrinkage. Oh, so wow. So you would think that that would make some men more excited to get their vaccine. Is that fake news? 
It's not fake news. It's not a huge just, percentage of people. I think it was like 10% or something of men who get COVID, which, I mean, it's not a small percentage. I was going to say, that's not. Do conservatives know about shrinkage? That's, that's not statistically <laughs> insignificant. Yeah, I was like, what you it? should be, the CDC should really be emphasizing this. I mean, hey, lead, lead with the most impactful messaging. That's right. Oh, oh man. man. So, upcoming trips. Kathy, you've got one, right? Yeah. So, as we're recording, uh, we are getting ready to leave to a family vacation and it is unlike any other we have taken we only know we where we're going where we're staying how we're going to get where we're staying and that's it we have nothing else planned we have no like this is the schedule on friday and this is what we're doing on saturday it's literally well we know (laughs) if we needed to there's we found that there's an h mark not too far out of uh, Phoenix. So if we want to like stock up on some food for the Airbnb, we can stop at H Mart. Nice. And, uh, and then suddenly my head went to like menu planning, Uh-oh. but that's it. Kathy, no, I love like, how it's very loosely. What's the usual family vacation look like? How scheduled are you usually? Well, it kind of depends. <laughs> Last time we did this trip, it very, it was like, here are the two options for the hiking today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> and then um, here are the options for dinner mm-hmm. because everything else kind of depends on where you go to where, hike. W- where we go to hike, when we finish, how people are feeling, that kind of thing. I had like a list of, I think, three restaurants that I definitely wanted to go to. We all agreed, you know, we would do this kind of excursion, goofy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're fairly planned out. Mm-hmm. But not like by the half hour or something. No, no. Just like general, Uh, here's what we'll do each day. Here's what we're doing. Right. Fridays. And and it's much easier because the kids, quote, are older. Yeah. When they were younger, I would say the the most planned out trip was one when we surprised the kids to go to Disney World. Oh. But they were all young enough where I could pack for all of them, which is what I did. We packed and I planned out. Don't laugh, my fellow co-hosts and listeners. <laughs> I planned out their outfits <laughs> because <laughs> because was it I like was Mickey Mouse or like what? Like you wanted yes, to be matching yes. mice? They were matching mainly because I was oh, so paranoid of the losing. idea of traveling with three of them. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I wanted to make it super easy for mm-hmm. for us. If we lost one, right. and they asked what are they wearing, <laughs> I could Mickey literally Mouse just turn. Just like this one. Just like this one. They're literally dressed just like this. Is this why my mom always dressed me in bright oranges and yellows that got me stung by bees repeatedly? Maybe. Or maybe she loves bees. Right. And wanted to make sure. Yeah, maybe. But that's why (laughs) I planned that out. And then I had like gone to the Disney store to buy like toys and tchotchkes when they were on sale for the months prior to the trip. Oh, okay. Because I didn't want to pay for them in the park. So yeah, smart. that's smart. That's real right? so smart. So you when the kid just like out. said, I want, I want, you could just like pull something out of your bag and be like, right. I got you and this. Be like, I got you. Oh, what well, now that is Would you like go around right. the corner and act like you're a real pro tip. It, or you would just <laughs> No. No. It, it, what what I did was every day packed like the bag that we were taking into the park. Oh. And in that bag were like was the the surprise for each kid. Got it. 
And then I, you know, had read about like the parades and then they sell all sorts of like glow sticks and right, ridiculous Mm -hmm, prices. mm -hmm. So same thing. I had packed tons of glow sticks so that each kid could have like an entire three packages and it still wouldn't cost me what it would to buy like the one thing. That's good mom. So that was the most. That's real. That's brilliant. Right, but that's why I'm so freaking tired now. Like that's how <laughs> I operated <laughs> when they were young, and so now <laughs> we've come to the point where it's like, well, this is where we're staying. Dad got the rental car. We're all booked. That's all. That's I love all. how you describe this as a novelty, though, Kathy. Like this is how a large majority of people go on vacation. Like we know where we're going, how we're getting there, and we don't know what will happen after the first day. Like that. That is. Like vacation, what did Jim Gaffigan say? Vacation is eating in other places, you know, a lot for a lot mm. of folks. That's all you're doing. But yeah. I think that's great that you don't have a strong plan. I'm, I think the kids are going to be real disappointed when you don't pull out the glow sticks tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> a stuffed Grand Canyon. <laughs> uh, Krista, you know, depending on where we're going, if we're doing Hawaii, which is my favorite place to go, we'll plan like there's a couple favorite restaurants we want to hit because we've been there enough that we have, you know, favorites. We'll say, oh, maybe one day we'll go see the volcano, or maybe one day we'll do this or that. <laughs> but if we're going to New York City, it's like, oh. all right, at 4 a.m. we get up for bagels, and then we're going to be <laughs> waiting to go see the, uh, you know, whatever, the Statue of Liberty. We're going to get out to Ellis Island. Then we're going to come back. We're going to go buy matinee tickets to a Broadway show. That evening we'll go see David Letterman, and if we get out early enough, you know, we'll <laughs> see if we can get another show. I'm like, Okay. It's, it's fun, but it's like it's the hard working vacation. You know, it sounds like my friend who he was uh, he was married. They had their first child, and a couple of years passed before they were able to take a trip. You know, and the little one got to the age where it was going to be real fun to go on a vacation. So uh, he they got back from this big family vacation, and we had coffee. And I said, "So how was it?" And he said, "It was nice." He said, "I learned <laughs> I like to go on vacation." And my wife likes to accomplish vacation. <laughs> and he just wanted, he just longed for like three hours to sit on the balcony and like read a book, you know? That's um, what in one Hawaii day. we do a lot of pool, pool and beach sitting, which, which I'm a fan of. We read. It's pretty oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, water and sand. It's just so simple. A cocktail in hand. I mean, I am so easy to please. <laughs> that's 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 what we always say about clay clay is so easy to please that's all you need man i mean i like to see shows and, and do simics jen and i made the mistake the first year we went to one of these resorts uh it was thanksgiving in mexico mm-hmm. and you know we show up and they're like here's all the excursions you can do and we're like oh man mayan ruins and cenotes and chichen itza and you know, we were like literally on the road for an hour Thanksgiving morning before the sun rose with our uh, with this guy, Miguel, that we met that just took us around all day. And, you know, we were in someone else's home. Like they taught us how to make all this authentic food a different night from the Mayan culture. And like we got we got done with vacation. We got home. We were exhausted. It's like we went way too hard. We have to learn yeah. now how to how Need to balance vacation it. from your vacation. Right. So we know we're going to find excursions, Kathy, but we, we, we say like, okay, there's like a ratio. If we're gone for a right. full week, like maybe two days can be excursions and that's it. You know, if right. it's five days, one excursion. Right. Because you need to be on vacation. Yes. You need to rest. Yes. And even if that activity 
so like I we've we've been out uh, west with the kids before, and so we know like the the hiking and the walking is actually really good, and it doesn't wear us down except. <laughs> Except for Peter, who will listen to this episode sometime next week, um, who has weak ankles. He's not a weak man. He just has weak ankles. There's nothing and you so can do about that. On this last generic. trip, the last time, he sprained his ankle not oh, once, no. but twice. No. Yes. Yeah, so Does this he wear an ankle time, brace? No, okay. this time we got him better hiking boots. Oh, there you go. Um, none of us, the rest of us, do not need hiking boots. We're like, nah, it's Just wear fine. my foot flops. <laughs> um, <laughs> trail. It's, we're we're going to be fine. Sneakers. But we're all like, oh, no, Dad needs the hiking boots. <laughs> Peter, big fast. fan. Love to have you on the show. You guys are taking care of him. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Poor guy. Man. Okay, so, Kathy, you're going away, like, very soon tonight um matt did you talk about your i'm uh, i'm leaving tomorrow morning so i am flying to orlando for a homeschooling conference sunny uh, orlando <laughs> that's right um so you know what you're bringing you're bringing homeschoolers into a public gathering I I'm very curious actually to see what this will be like. I <laughs> it definitely will be super awkward homeschooling culture. I have good friends who are, um, but this is like a homeschooling conference. Mostly, mm-hmm. I think mostly for parents, but it sounds like a bunch of the kids might be there too. Uh, but but I'm going because the Story King third book in the Sunlit Lands trilogy yes. is coming out, and yes. they invited me to come. So I'm I'm teaching a class on using C.S. Lewis and the Narnia books for uh, education. And then I'm doing a post on speculative fiction, how you can use science fiction and fantasy for like talking about hard topics um, that are difficult to approach directly. Uh, And then I'm doing like an author signing and stuff like this. So it'll be interesting. I'll be there. uh, Let's see. I get there tomorrow. The conference starts Friday and I fly home Sunday. Um, So I have a lot of friends in Orlando. I'll probably see a few of them. But mostly, I'm there to to hang with the homeschoolers. So we'll, well see, you know, see how that I goes. joke about homeschoolers. I basically went to glorified homeschool for all twelve. I went to a Christian school with like you know eight to ten people per class. So <laughs> I can't imagine that. Eight, what? Yeah, my graduating. Well, my senior trip actually, you know, didn't take a whole lot. I think we raised like twenty five hundred dollars in high school, and we're able to like all go get a beach house for a week. You know, because there was only ten of us. So that was <laughs> nice. nice. Um. So, Matt, can we sidebar real quick? Because we're going to do a big episode on the Story King, but just kind of talk about the exciting exciting update from yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, yesterday, Kirkus Reviews, which is a major review outlet for novels particularly, gave a really positive review to the Story King. So, they reviewed all three books, which I wasn't sure they were going to. Yeah, like you don't just get a Kirkus Review because you wrote a book. Right. Uh, in fact, the out of my 10 books or whatever, these are the only books that they've reviewed. Uh, so pretty awesome. The Yeah, the review from Kirkus was really positive. Uh, and they, they basically said, they said it was a satisfying conclusion, uh, which is exactly what you hope for in the last book in a trilogy. Yes. Uh, to and, a rich world of story or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is the other thing. I've been working really hard to build a lot of story around the stories so that was really gratifying i felt like it was the perfect kind of thing to say 
And then like an hour later, Booklist, which is the American Library Association's review uh, branch, branch, uh, they also put out a review and they said, you know, that the book was full of, the full review hasn't come out yet, but basically what it says is it's full of like action and excitement and that you should, you should not only buy it, but of course, make sure you have the first two books. So that's pretty good. Hopefully that means some librarians will pick it up. But yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was really gratifying to have two different outlets releasing to, to my team anyway, to say like, hey, people are liking the book. And it's also available now for pre-order, I think, on Amazon at least. Yeah, by the time this comes out, we will be, gosh, just a week away from the official release. Right. So, yeah, pretty exciting. Coming soon. Because, you know, you need to have a good read on your vacation. You got to have a good book with you. That actually, um, Jen read the first two books. That's right. When when we went to Dominican, because we had learned our lesson, Kathy, and we literally... I mean, also, it was like things were like obviously shut down, right? Like, we right. went and swam with dolphins because they didn't have COVID. And, like, we stayed... Are you sure? We stayed in the room the rest of the time. We were on the beach. And uh, we took some books with us. And it was so fun. Like, we just didn't feel like doing anything. You know, we just yes. needed rest. And Jen read, she just like uh, binged Michelatus. So I'm in the Dominican. I had the World Series on and Jen's reading these books. And uh, she's like, it's so good. She was, she was, she started with the Crescent Stone. So it was fun, Matt. It was like you were there on vacation with us. I know. It was nice. I would have come along if you guys had invited me. I would have just read it aloud to you. <laughs> Matt, can you come to, Can you come down with us and just read, read to read us on a vacation? Loud. That's right. We're going to bed now. Just lay here it's in like, the dark with this little It's like light. Greek Alexa. <laughs> Michelotis, pause. Greek Alexa. <laughs> Michelotis, order us a drink. Yes. A drink is forthcoming. That's really cool. So you're going to probably have uh, a recap on your Orlando trip as well. And Kathy. Yeah. And it's fun. All, you know, there's always the fun of getting a book before it's out. So uh, yeah, I'll be doing signing, you know, a week before the book comes out. So that should be, that should be fun for, for all the people that are there. It'd be fun for me too. I'm terrible at book signings. I want to talk to everybody and the line gets real long and yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> you need a handler that's my kids have done that for me uh zoe is particularly she's like dad speed it up stop talking to everyone i'm like and then i'm like but they've been waiting in line so long and she's like yeah there's a reason they're waiting in line so long speed them along that's right (laughs) team zoe oh manager ali ali did a little bit of it too but zoe was much more um yeah she's more concerned that it was taking too long get them through Excellent, excellent. Well, my my family does have a big vacation planned this summer. Oh, nice! Mom, both sisters from two different states, and all of the nieces and nephews, you know, slash their wow. their kids. My mom's grandkids. They're doing a big Grand Grand Canyon trip in, uh, oh. like, right at the July August bridge. So Jen and I, we just we can't make plans right now because we got so many transition points happening. We're mm-hmm. waiting to find out where we land here, mm-hmm. but. Um, there is a chance we'll, we'll, we'll get out there and, and maybe join them for a part of that. Um, you know, my family did this huge South Dakota Black Hills trip in 2017, in the summer of 2017, I think it was. And it was so, it had been 20 plus years since our family had done a big vacation. 
and it ended up being like two months before my aunt was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, God. So we had this like amazing trip and these amazing memories came out of that, you know, so you just don't want to lose those opportunities. So the family's doing this. Jen and I are hoping to go join them, but they'll have a, they'll have a great time too uh, if we can't. So we'll see where we end up going, but look forward to hearing your guys' updates as well. That's awesome. Yeah. This trip, I mean, but it also made it easier that we are all vaccinated. Yeah. No doubt. Right. So the conversation had started knowing that we were all vaccinated and that, um, and this weekend, because it's Memorial Day weekend, happened to work really well for Peter and Bethany, um, who is out in New York. And so this, this, I, it kind of coalesced around the fact that, oh, we are all vaccinated. Where do we feel safe? coming together as a family and then mm-hmm. traveling somewhere together, not knowing where we were going to go yeah. at that point. So I think that has is definitely what has changed. I feel a lot easier about being in an airport and being in a city outside of home mm-hmm. um, and navigating that space. So regardless of how the locals are handling masks, etc., I feel better knowing that our family is vaccinated. We will be masked up when we go indoors to places. We're probably going to do mostly carry out and eat in the Airbnb. But th- that for sure made the idea of traveling, even in this period of COVID, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can do this. But I am bringing our immunization cards. Smart. Because I, I just don't Definitely. know. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, you don't, don't want to decide you want to go to an event and they're like, well, you can't really come unless you're vaccinated. There's right. like some, uh, like in California right now, some, like if you want to go to a baseball game, you've got it. Baseball, is that what's happening right now, Clay? I don't even know. Yeah, yep, that's it. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, you got to show, you got to show either your card or a negative COVID test. So it's not like you must get vaccinated, but you have to show you don't have COVID if you can. Got it. Not in Texas. Not in Texas. You just have to have shirt and shoes on. You do have COVID in Texas. They're doing full 100% capacity. Texas. Texas. But then again, they also are now um, passing, going out of the way to pass a law yesterday that says you don't even need a permit to carry concealed weapons in Texas anymore. Yes. Yay. We can talk about that fun nugget another time. In Texas, coronavirus is big enough to see with the naked eye, though. You yeah, just, and now you can shoot it with a gun that you don't right. have to go through it any checks to get. To it's the wild, yeah. it's the frontier. Yeah, it's it's oh definitely it's definitely great to live here. Anyway, Texas, big fan, love to have you on the show. <laughs> Bring North Carolina with you. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah, I got. I mean, I I have some friends in North Carolina. That's a thing. <laughs> Me too. Some good people there. Me too. Okay, so. Um, you know, when you're traveling, we've got some good tips. Make sure your passport is up to date. Kathy, <laughs> Kat, that's, that's a great tip. Uh, yeah. Jen got us, we, well, we took photos of our cards and then Jen got these little, like, they're not just laminated because you can open it in case there's an update right. for like boosters yep. later on. Yep. Right. That's so of course, have. like Jen Wait, has it? like, it's, it's just it's like a little, a little sleeve. Yeah. For your vaccination card. So it's, yeah. it's like thick plastic that seals up like a Ziploc. But then in case mm-hmm. you get a booster later on, you need to be able to retrieve it. Like it can't be laminated. Where does one right? get one of these? I Amazon. talked to Jen and Kathy. They go on. I ordered them on Amazon. They're almost like a badge holder. You know, oh, it's the same yeah. idea of like a badge holder, except there's a little Ziploc zip kind oh, of yeah. thing. Yeah. I just walk in the nice. house and I hand important documents to Jen. Like, okay, here you go. Here's my passport. Make sure, you know, make sure that I am adulting properly. That is funny. 
Yes, so take make sure your passport is up to date. Make sure your immunization card is safe. Do not laminate your immunization card. Right. Folks, don't laminate them. If you've already laminated they laminated them, don't try to take that off. It'll ruin it forever. Just don't worry about it because then you can probably ask for a card when and if boosters are needed. Yep. Oh, man. Check your driver's license. That was the other thing we checked because we knew Corbin's had expired during COVID. Oh. He had turned 21. And so the other thing here in Illinois, when you... Switches direction. <clears throat> yeah, it switches direction. And um, uh, our original driver's licenses were not done correctly to qualify for like the TSA oh, document. So you yeah. need... Yeah, so you need like an updated driver's license with the real ID, like yeah, to yeah, pass yeah. to use that as uh, documentation. Well, well pro tip: you can travel with an expired license up to one year. Yes, it has. It's close to a year. Um, and also, pro tip: he was getting, he was having a hard time getting into the bars. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lawyer. What kind of so, vacation is it if you can't get into the bars? <laughs> Poor kid turns 21 during COVID and is like, yay, I get to celebrate with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, so check the expiration date of I all mean, your travel documents. You might get better alcohol if you're celebrating with your parents. That's what he did. I mean, he definitely did get better alcohol. Although, you know, they're 21. So not That's all. Of, he had three, three, four friends in the backyard at the time. And uh, their palates may not have developed yeah, that's or true. the appreciation for yeah, good true. alcohol. So we still bought them whatever, <laughs> the Trulies or whatever that stuff uh-huh. the kids drink. Vanilla vodka. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> Zima, hey, are you guys pre-check? I am. Yes. So I got- Are you not? I got clear. Oh, oh wow. Have you Nancy. seen the clear? So, I mean, look, again, life privilege, but this thing is amazing. I walk into the airport now. Uh-huh. I go to the clear line. Yes. It scans my eyeballs. <laughs> and the attendant walks me in front of the TSA pre-check people. Yep. And I hold up my boarding pass and I'm through. I get, I get through to like the security now in like sometimes like two minutes. So You I'm just, just had to give them all your biometric information. Exactly. Like they can have it. I totally gen showed it. So nice. Um, she makes fun of me because now I am this person and my family mocks me relentlessly. But oh man, if you I can get it, get it. It's, it's that's one it time I was in really line cool. in Denver, which is a notoriously horrible airport, and I wasn't gonna make my plane. The line was taking too long. It was like mm. it was oh, close gosh. to an hour security. And the the clear people were like Hey, come over here. We'll give you a, a, a trial for a month. And I was like, okay. So it took two minutes to sign up. And, you know, it took my fingerprints and whatever. That's fast. They let me through and then I canceled it. That's smart. <laughs> so I didn't have to pay for it. So right. I was like, oh, thank you, clear people. Real clear, Being late for a flight is, I've only missed one flight in my life, but I, I had to deal. beg, I had to beg and plead and push a couple times to like, like, please, please, please. Like, this is my, any, anytime I'm not in a hurry, I'm happy to let that person you know, pass the line, like get, get them on their plane. Yeah. And when it's your time though, especially with my personality, like it's so hard to be that person. Like, please, I know this sounds like lame, but I really need you to let me cut right now. What I hate (laughs) is when the guy behind you goes, Hey, I'm really in a hurry. I'm going to miss my flight. 
can you please let me go ahead of you? And I look at his ticket and I'm like, your flight's it's a half hour flight. after mine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, you're going to be fine. Just chill. I haven't had that one. But it's hard because, you know, some people aren't. I did have a guy, he's like, show me, your, show me your boarding pass. It's like, okay, dude, I'm not lying. <laughs> I think some people do. That's the problem. Oh, absolutely. Well, tell me, tell me this. Tell me one of your favorite places to vacation and why. And then maybe we'll talk about what's fascinating us. Or maybe a favorite vacation from the past. It could be that. Yeah. Well, I, I've spent many a vacation just following the red dots. And so we could do a whole show on hidden gems and little secret spots and fun things we've stumbled along the way. But honestly, I mean, these days, if you give me, if you give me crystal clear blue water anywhere Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. clean sand and Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of a ocean floor or a golf floor that I don't need shoes to walk on and it's not filled with seaweed. That's, I mean, that's heaven. I just want to go. I just want to go to that place, whether it's Mexico, DR, Jamaica, Hawaii. Um, I'm good. I do. I do really look forward to going to Korea with Jen, though. That's going to be a, a big trip. Will at this some be point. your first time to Korea? Oh yeah. Um, I think to just be. It'll be my first time in Asia. Oh. Period. And then to to do it with Jen would be you know really cool. <laughs> the first time I had bibimbap was on the plane to Korea. I had no idea what I was doing. They brought it out on the plane and they said, you know, there were three choices. I was like, I'll try this thing. And they brought it. And this sweet little Korean woman next to me, I I, comes, I have no idea what to do. Cause it was like, there were like different packages and like pieces. And she's like, I'll show you. And she (laughs) assembled it for me on my plate. And then was like, okay, and here's how you eat it. And I was like, okay. I was like, this is delicious. <laughs> then she pulled a little Mickey Mouse tchotchke out of her bag. She did. She did. She did. Here's oh. a glow stick, son. She, yeah, she was really funny. I was like, this is delicious. And she goes, this is airplane food. She's like, we need yeah. to get some in Korea. I was like, yeah. okay, I will. Wait till you get to the. Yeah, I want to get me some of that street chicken, like oh, in man. Korea. I mean, Jen makes it amazing. But that, yeah, those are a couple oh. places for me. How about you, guys? That's awesome. Oh, gosh. Um, we have talked about a trip to Korea, um, mm-hmm. and we're hoping, 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 hoping at some point to be able to do it with our family and my parents. Yeah. I think oh, that's nice. amazing. Right. Um, Peter uh, did a tour when he was in the Air Force in Korea. So he's been to Korea more recently than I have, actually. Um, I haven't been back since I was in college. And my kids have never been. And so to go with parents who've been there at several times and then their grandparents would be pretty amazing. Mm. And so that would be fun. Um, I have vivid childhood memories of our vacations. We never flew. We always drove. Yes, yeah, same. Always drove. Um, and partly my parents would say, they, they would never say, talk about it in terms of money. It was because the United States is so big. Mm. And they came from this peninsula mm. that they wanted to see everything. Right. And everything meaning like everything. <laughs> we drove. So the, the the trip that stays in my mind is we drove from Chicago to Yellowstone National Park with both grandmothers. Mm-hmm. Three generations in a station wagon. I knew you were going to say in a station wagon. 
Oh, right? it has to. In a station wagon. And then my dad looking at the, um, <laughs> the atlas, atlas <laughs> and yeah. saying, hey, we're like halfway to Vancouver. We have family we've never met in oh. Vancouver. Let's go to Vancouver. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. And so we drove all the way out amazing. to Vancouver. Some of our younger listeners may not know that you once upon a time could easily cross the Canadian border without needing yes. any kind of documentation. Yes. Way back when. And Passports. And you had to look at a physical map. Right. Yeah. You didn't have a phone. Well, that was a, that was a big a part phone. of the tradition. We yes. would, my mom and aunt, I mean, there was no map quest. There was no internet, right? Like right. You, you would pull the big map out on the table. <laughs> yes. And yes. like whether it was 16 hours or eight or nine, aunt would draw that line. You know, we mm-hmm. would highlight it. So we could see like a record of our vacations in these like, here's the pink trip. Here's the green mm-hmm. trip. Here's the yellow trip. And then all the little red dots that would get circled along the way. Mm-hmm. And then it yes. got converted into the road atlas. It was like the size of, you know, it's like a poster board size book that you could open up in the front and like block the view of the driver. Right. You wouldn't be able to see out the front windshield. And then you could stop in the, in every state as you entered the state Oh yeah, into the visitor center to get a map right. of said right. state that was maybe more accurate and updated than said Atlas, because we weren't going to buy an Atlas every year. But again, listeners, you may not know that roads have changed over the years and traveling has changed. So then uh-huh. uh, maps would change, Yeah, but they were printed, you know, on right. paper. So that, that is definitely one of my most vivid and kind of gilded memory, right? Like, so I know at the time that was a horrific, like, oh my God, I'm stuck in the back of a (laughs) station wagon with my sister. No air conditioning, probably. No, uh, I don't recall. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't. And if it was, it wasn't going to get all the way in the back. Right, exactly. Because you don't want to get too cold. It's not good for your joints, all that kind of stuff. So, um. And because we drove, we always drove with um, a big ice chest and a rice cooker, mm-hmm. right? So it's an ice chest and then a laundry basket with a rice cooker, a hot pot, and an electric griddle. That's amazing. That's for making dinner at the motel? Uh, dinner and preparing stuff for lunch that we would pack up and then eat on the road. Okay, okay. Um, at like a rest stop. Is it like Tupperware or something? Tupperware. So we'd have panchan, all the little Korean side dishes. So in the ice chest, it, it smelled like our freezer. Yeah, like it, right. It's that garlic smell because we j- were traveling with kimchi and other pickled vegetables. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that is my memory. And also thinking at the time, like, why can't we just stop at McDonald's? <laughs> right? Like, I don't have why do this is so embarrassing? Uh. <laughs> um, but now thinking, like, oh my gosh, you miss it. This is yeah, that it was so good. Yeah, you know, Kathy, so much better than McDonald's. Yeah, you remind sure. you remind me of those welcome centers. Like we hit every single one over and over. I the only time I can recall being called a Yankee. Was like when I would show up in a southern state, and you know you walk up and they're like, "How can I help you?" And you say like any word in right. not that accent, and they're like, "I mean, I can't tell you how many times a welcome attendant would like stop being helpful when I didn't have the right accent." <laughs> it was huh. like this weird. Like there's people in the south who are so angry that you're just from 
Pennsylvania. The North. I guess. Yeah, I, I would get like these stank attitudes now and again. Typically, Pennsylvanians. A, typically a guy. Yeah, you, you Yankees up there in the North. <laughs> but how about you, Matt? I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you have plenty of interesting experiences. Uh, yeah, I love traveling, actually, and I really enjoy international travel, just going new places where there's new cultures, new foods, things I've never thought about before. I find that really interesting. Um, but when I'm thinking about vacation, I think, Clay, I'm kind of like, yeah, is there a tropical place? Mm-hmm. So I love Hawaii. Hawaii is like my favorite place on Earth. Um, so I like to go be in the Kona neighborhood on the big island that's mm. that's my favorite place um but i love thailand too actually and one of my favorite memories of vacation as an adult was uh we rented out this house that overlooked the ocean in thailand and every morning it was it was kind of isolated every morning these thai women from the village would come in ask us what we wanted for dinner and they would go buy stuff at the market and they would come at like you know 4 30 or 5 and cook in our kitchen for a few hours and they would set out all this giant Thai homemade meal right as the uh, sun was setting out on the porch. And oh it was like, goodness. yeah. And there's like... Is it the ocean? You're looking at the ocean? Yeah, looking at the sun setting in the ocean while we're eating our homemade Thai. It was amazing. So um, is that like Southern Thailand? Where were we? I'd have to ask Krista. She'd remember. We're on, I'm guessing, it might have been Krabi. I'm not sure. Mm, that's um, awesome. Yeah, Krista would know. But yeah, Wonderful. so that was pretty nice. But I always love Hawaii. I, I like the culture there. It's, yeah, and I like the, it's familiar also, which is a weird thing when you vacation somewhere enough, you know, where you're like, oh, this place, let's go to this restaurant or let's go to that beach. So there's, there's that piece that's nice too. The only problem is all the tourists, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, it'll be interesting in the next few months. They say travel is on the uptick. Yep. Because people are feeling safer, uh, safer, whether or not we actually are. Yeah. Uh, um, and tempers are rising. Tempers right? are rising. I think. I think uh, there have been a few incidents of late of travelers yeah, getting upset about mask wearing, Yikes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's still federal law on an airplane to wear a mask. Right. And I think because, you know, nationally mask mandates are being there, you know, things are easing up. People are getting a little. Mm. So, as, so um, the idea is as more people are traveling, more people are getting upset about things like wearing a mask. I think so. And and because we haven't been out and about, maybe yeah. people have like lost a sense of That's definitely um true. you know common behavior, politeness and mm. sense of entitlement, mm. I think. Right. So the whole mask situation is we could have a whole another conversation on that. But also I've just noticed as the amount of traffic on the roads is slowly, you know, kind of increasing, people have lost patience, have forgotten how the roads work because, <laughs> because people are used to having fewer cars and now it's like, right. Oh, more cars. Yeah. You're in my way. And that kind of thing. So it'll be interesting. Uh, one thing we have learned too is, um, we rental cars are a little harder to come by. Oh yeah. So during COVID, a lot of uh, companies were selling off their fleets because people were not traveling, and so mm. they were losing money selling fleets to um, make some money. And now that travel is on the uptick, 
rental cars are a little harder to come by because those companies had sold off some of their fleets and their stock. And something Mm. about cars in general, like new cars, because microchips, right? And motherboards, all of the things computerized. Oh, they can't get the production. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, It's happening in all sorts of industries. Book publishing is having trouble. So my hardback copies of the uh, the Story, Story King, King are not available yet. They haven't been able to get them printed. Uh, and oh. I just heard an author friend yesterday. Uh, so there's a there's a new Bible coming out uh, for Native peoples uh, yes. coming out. It, they just had to push the deadline back because they can't get enough of the right kind of paper. Oh my to goodness! Print it. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's there's a lot of shortages in different indus- different Industry. industries. That was hard to say. Yes. For some yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or even gas, gasoline. Yeah. Um, I don't because I don't have to drive that often. I'm not filling the gas tank very often. So when I do, I do notice like, oh my gosh, it's above three dollars a gallon right now. <laughs> Yeah. I remember when I first started driving. Right. right. Like, what? <laughs> what? So, so now I'm like, boys, you can walk to the gym. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or run. Get some extra cardio. Run to the gym. Exactly. And then like, run back. Kids, I brought a down. surprise for you in my bag. <laughs> it's two weights. Go out in the backyard. <laughs> no, no, no. There, we've, we've paid for a gym membership. You while they're home it. for the summer. So, right, they can take advantage of it. They just shouldn't need to drive the car. That's all. There Warm go. up. There you go. Exactly. Well, I look forward to uh, all of our travels this summer and hopefully getting back to normalcy and hopefully no violent incidents over reasonable health requirements. In the meantime, my friends, what is fascinating you this week? Matt, why don't you go first uh mine's a little different than usual usually i have a little pop culture thing uh but here's what i've been thinking a lot about this this last five days uh i did a post on my wall about japanese internment in world Mm -hmm. war ii and it was just we're passing micah and i were passing a place where the first it was the first stop toward internment so it was a, a stockyard basically called the expo center now uh and over 3,000 Japanese Americans were put in this place for like five months. So they were literally living in cattle stalls. So I was just telling Micah the story. She was, she got sad and was crying and I shared the post and the post started to go a little viral on Facebook. So it has like, I don't know, 15,000 shares or something. So what happens is the first chunk of shares are all people who are like, this is amazing. We love it. Uh, I learned something I didn't know, like those sorts of comments. And about eight hours in, after it started going viral, start getting the first comments that are like, you're a terrible parent. Uh, oh, my gosh. You believed a lie. A lie? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I think we've only had one guy who straight up said Japanese internment never happened. Uh, and then we started getting people saying it wasn't that bad. It was for their protection, like this kind of stuff. And then now I'm getting, it's like the longer it goes, the worse the comments get. So now I'm getting stuff. I woke up this morning with someone like cursing me out saying I was part of the problem. Uh, I'm not going to feel guilty for being white, which is so fascinating, right? I didn't say anything like that in the post. (laughs) 
Um, and yeah, of course we got some people who want to talk about how this is critical race theory, which I'm like, it just isn't. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's literally just history. And then the other one that's so fascinating is like this key response. And so many people have said it. I'm like, how did you learn this? So many people have said, did you also teach her about Pearl Harbor? And, oh my gosh. Uh, which is a really fascinating response, right? Yes. So what they're saying right. is the thing that everyone learns in history, did you mention that mm-hmm. to her? And I'm like, she already mm-hmm. knows. She's been to Pearl Harbor. It's in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's this weird thing. Uh, so that's what's been fascinating me. I've been learning some about internment, um, which actually that's not the preferred word, it turns out. I didn't even know that. Um and I've been learning about uh, a little bit about the Holocaust, actually, because a few Jewish folks have reached out to me and said, like, it would have been great if you could have mentioned the Holocaust in this post. Um, so interesting conversation there. And people bringing up uh, a couple of survivors of the camps have mm-hmm. reached out. Uh, and I think we're going to do a show with a couple of them, which should be fun. And uh, well, maybe not fun. It should be fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then people sharing their stories from their families, which has been really interesting. So some Japanese-Americans, a couple of people whose parents were of German or Italian descent and were in a camp in the East Coast, which those were much smaller. Um, and they didn't put all people of German or Italian descent in those. And some of them were POW camps. But, uh, yeah, really, just really fascinating kind of the mm-hmm. emotional response. And then I got some really beautiful ones. Like a woman wrote me about her family's story and just saying, thank you. One of the survivors of the camp wrote me and said, I wish, I wish there were more Americans saying this back when I was a kid Mm -hmm. in the Mm fifties when I was getting beat up by white kids. Um, and then a teacher who wrote and said, we use this in class today. She's in Oregon. She's like, as our best, they had already been planning to talk about this. But she said it was really great because it really brought it home for the kids. Like, this is a place you could drive to in 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's part of our history, not just something in the books. So, yeah, I've been thinking about all that, all these weird kind of confluences of things, people behaving badly, people behaving well, the past and the terrible things we've done, the people who can't acknowledge that and keep pushing toward, yeah, but we paid reparations. And I'm like, well, I mean, kind of. (laughs) A little bit. <laughs> kind so, of in, it in the 80s. Make, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> that was one of those that was one of those topics. Uh, so I'm in college, right? I'm being corrupted by the liberal elites, um, slash I'm a history major. Yep. And I watched a documentary my teacher showed. And it was about a lot of the families, right? They were florists and mm-hmm. bakers and they just suddenly were told to leave, right? They they left pets in the care of neighbors, and they they didn't know what was happening. And I just remember, like, I'm, I was watching this, you know, in a classroom on this course on the Great Depression and World War II, and I was just like, how did I not know about this? Like, did this, right. like, to the point where, you know how it is when you're learning in college, you're not really learning, like, you're just kind of, like, floating. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, time passed, and then something came up, and I was like, was that real? Like, did, did, mm-hmm. did I did I really learn that in a class? Like, surely that's not what happened, you know, to, yeah. to folks. And uh, it was like, really, it took a lot of time to process just like, this is a real thing that happened, you know? Right. Um, 
Because how, how do I not know about this? I'm like Mr. History Guy. I'm obsessed with history, you know, yeah. just a young guy. So it's 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 amazing that that went. I didn't realize, Matt. Like I had just reacted to it. Like it was just a post of yours. I didn't know it went oh, that well, crazy. And you know how I run my wall. I'm going through and deleting comments and like hiding comments every hour. I've probably deleted, you know, I have, I don't know, 800 comments on there or something. And I've only had to delete maybe 20. And I've hidden maybe, I don't know, 40 or 50. Um, and those are mostly because I'm like, well, it's not really on topic, but it's not bad enough mm-hmm. to delete. But so weird. It's like, okay, like just even saying it's Pearl Harbor. Like the first response is, well, Japanese Americans did not attack anyone in Pearl Harbor. Right. That's, so you're showing the same xenophobia, the same racism. You don't understand, man. What if boats signal the coast of California? Well, and that's the other that, thing. Half yeah. of the civilians who died at Pearl Harbor were Japanese Americans. So, and that's not true in the service side, but on the, on the civilian side, it's true. And you start digging into the story and you're like, Japanese Americans were running around helping in Hawaii. Uh, There's some of the first responders and all these things. And then all of a sudden they were like within hours, people are grabbing them and saying like, actually you're going to jail. (laughs) Yeah, It's just super, super tragic. So that even the people who are saying, well, what about Pearl Harbor? It's like, well, you don't even know anything about Pearl Harbor. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, what they know is the, the uh, sliver of history. Right. And then how they imagine that, which is the good guys yep. are American, which means they're white. Right. And the right. bad guys are the Japanese also, who couldn't possibly be also yeah, American. Right. right. And right. the German American and the Italian American voting bloc was way more substantial. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think even, you know, the people who are crying for context, I'm like, well, why do you think the Japanese did a sneak attack? Was it, was it because they're bad or was it because it was, it looked pretty clear. The Americans were about to get in. They were looking for an excuse and they're like, well, if we're going to survive this war, we need to blow up some of their ships first. You know, it's not like we were already putting pressure on Japan. So it's one of those things where it's like, I know your narrative, but history runs counter to your narrative. And then you see all these people like rising up to defend their narrative, which right. is super fascinating right. to me. Right. And Did again, you the- tell her about the atomic bomb. Well, <laughs> you know, like, right? So side, if you right? want context, oh let's- man, that, I mean, that was a, a couple of years ago. I put on there that I just, I don't think there's a moral use for atomic weapons. And you would, oh man, people were coming out in force to saying lives were saved. And You're I was like, wrong, Matt. Well, <laughs> we literally killed civilians and children. Yep. So I don't yep. see that. I don't see a path to a moral good there. Yeah, when I when I taught, I would lay out both sides. I would use all of the arguments of the time, and I would put it to the students to decide. It, it's it. It was always a complicated conversation for Interesting. sure. Interesting. But um, yeah, yes. someone said you can't look back seventy years and judge these people, and I'm like, how long do I have to wait? Yeah, like <laughs> you can't judge these people. Oh yes. Okay, anyways, yes, we sorry. can. That was yes, a complicated. Can little bit of a fascinating fascinating thing. how about you guys <laughs> ted lasso no well Anyone? mine's real fast um i don't know if you all have seen matt did you read jupiter's legacy when it was a book i did yeah mm-hmm. um i had never heard of it jupiter's legacy just popped up on netflix and i started watching it with jen how'd it's you like it jo- josh to i'm about uh, six episodes in 
Okay. Uh, I love it. Speaking of history, nice. um, it basically tells the story of this kind of first superhero who now has a family and they're like looking to pass the torch generationally. And the code that they've lived by for all these decades no longer holds up or makes sense in modern society. But the story is told through tons of flashbacks. So you get to kind of visit the Great Depression and, um, you know, bounce back in time. So the history nerd in me loves it. I think it's really, I, Josh Duhamel's never been someone who's on my radar. I think he does a great job, Leslie Bibb and others. So, uh, yeah, just a book I never heard of and now a show that I enjoy. That's nice. short and sweet for me, but I'm looking forward to seeing how it resolves. JR said that, you know, there's a sense that it could have been three episodes shorter, which I could see, but I also don't mind the way they're telling the story. That's great. Yeah, I didn't know that was a book. We've been watching <clears throat> that as well and enjoying it. Mark Miller, I know the name when I saw, like, his production company, I guess, is the, it's in the header of the credits. Yeah. It was a series yeah. of comic miniseries. I think there's been, like, four of them, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, some pretty interesting stuff. You've, you've got some, uh, you've got some interesting road ahead of you in the, uh, in the season still. I bet. Yeah. It was bloody too. It's pretty bloody. <laughs> like, oh, so much blood. Kathy? Uh, no blood. Uh, okay. I really enjoyed, we watched this a couple weeks ago, um, Little America. And I'm late to this. It is on Apple TV and came out uh, early 2020. It's a one season series, I think like eight or nine episodes. And each episode is kind of a slice of somebody experiencing America um, as an immigrant, as a newcomer, or as an outsider. And I really... Um, most of the stories have just, there's kind of the like, oh, the heart-wrenching twist. And then the resolution is like, what? That person did what? Um, so I've really enjoyed it just kind of watching how different stories of Americans or people who become Americans and how that story is told, not from the viewpoint of the white American gaze, but like, this is how they experience life. So, um, I, th I think it was the first episode. I can't remember actually. Um, cause we just started plowing through it of an Indian South Asian family managing, owning a motel and um, what happens to that family because of immigration status and spelling bees and huh. growing up without parents. And, and that in itself was just such a charming but heart-wrenching. And then the resolution is just like, oh, my goodness. It's the fear of parenting, what happens to your kids when you can't make. You can't be there for them yeah. every step of the way. So it, beautiful storytelling visually. It was just lovely how they did it. Um, and then that particular episode was fun because when we saw the, mot the ho motel, so it's like, you know, every door faces the street kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a fancy. I said, that's the kind of place I vacationed at growing <laughs> up. We never went to mm -hmm. a chain hotel it was always these little motels 
because you couldn't do it on Expedia. And yeah, and sometimes we or you you'd have, have to, to call them. Up. Right. And look for the vacancy sign. Yeah. And wonder for us as uh, a Korean American family, you know, would we would it be an okay place for us to be? So So that's Apple TV, Little America. Yeah. Yep. I had not heard of yep. it. It's now on the list. It looks great. Well, very right. good. Well, let's uh, let's get on out of here. I hope <laughs> wherever you are, you're having good a good. Uh, you're planning a good vacation, and uh, we'll have we back next week with Jr. Allegedly, and I don't know, Matt. Maybe it'll be time to talk about the Story King. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward Can't to it. Wait. All right. This has been an episode of Indeterminate Number. Probably 298, but JR keeps those kinds of things. 297. 297. I was so close. You were very close. I was within the margin of error. <laughs> but any final words, my friends? No, see you next nope. week.